Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our members of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position along with your favorite beverage to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine our show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion, we want to say thanks for questions coming from our audience at Smith Weekly, including Mike P., Sean M., and John B. On the program today as a returning guest, David Dionofrio has joined us. David is the Chief Executive Officer of White Gold Corp., a Yukon, Canada-focused gold exploration company that has a notable land position of over 350,000 hectares with multiple deposits, including Golden Saddle and Arc. The company is listed on the Toronto Venture Exchange under the symbol WGO and also on the US OTC markets under the symbol WHGOF. David, welcome back. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. And how about those market conditions in general, David? Uh, what are your thoughts on the junior sector here? And how long do you see this prevailing in the sector? And what are your thoughts on the broad market? Well, I'm not a, uh, a macroeconomist, but you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So I can give you sort of my uh, what I think personally. Uh, you know, the, the gold... Uh, junior or the entire junior mining space is you, know, you can look at it as a risk sector right so i think broadly speaking the markets are in a risk off phase right now and you know you see that with the technology companies etc and notwithstanding that we still have relatively very high commodity prices there's been a huge pullback in the junior equities right? and i think the best analogy i've seen that sort of and i think it's a huge disconnect uh, frankly and what could be a great opportunity, uh, you know, for sort of investment. Uh, but you look at, uh, you know, the gold price in the last little while hasn't really moved a ton. But you see the GDXJ, which is the barometer for the, you know, the, the junior gold market, it's, it's down significantly, right? Whereas when the last time the gold price was around these similar levels, the GDXJ was probably up, you know, I don't know, 30 to 50 percent from where it is today. So, you know, that 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 signals to me there's a big disconnect. And, you know, what I reconcile that back to is just the general kind of risk off sentiment in the markets overall. Um, but, you know, that 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 I think will change. It's obviously, you know, the markets are going through a lot. The, the world is going through a lot. It's a pretty crazy time we're living in. But things are cyclical and hopefully Europe sort of resolves itself um, for a number of reasons, obviously, outside of just the markets. And, you know, whatever needs to happen to cool inflation happens. And, uh, you know, we get back to more of a normalized scenario and that's the next six months or, or more. But, you know, the markets usually lead economic activity. So I think, we've, you know, the markets have been forecasting this slowdown in the economy and, and for, for a while now. And, you know, so hopefully we're at least halfway through it, if not more. And, you know, we're kind of back into the upswing sooner rather than later, which I think, you know, should be the case here. Thanks for the comments on that. It's been a while since you've been on the program. Why don't you give the new audience just a quick overview of White Gold, and then we'll get into some specifics. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So, so White Gold is a relatively new company. It's been around for five years, but it's really the benefactor of two decades of work in, in this district of uh, the Yukon. And just to give people some context as to why I think you know the company is so unique and so differentiated and such a great opportunity, and why you know we as the Power One Group uh, are so you know, heavily involved and very excited about it. Uh, you know, I can kind of walk you through that. And just, you know, for a little bit more background on myself, the Power One Group, we're a, a merchant bank based in Toronto, 
know, we're, we're diversified, but uh, exploration is something that's always been a huge focus for us. And uh, we've been very fortunate to be involved with, you know, a number of very high profile exploration success stories. And for us, success is, you know, going from early stage grassroots exploration, making a big discovery, uh, delineating a deposit, and then, you know, eventually getting taken out, hopefully by a major. And, um, you know, this company has all those ingredients, you know, that, that led to the successes in the past. And um, actually, you know, if you look in Hagrid, I think it has, you know, more than any of the other ones have had. So, um, you know, based on that, it, that's sort of, you know, really the reason why. And what, what makes it so different uh, is that a few things. So number one, where it is. We're in the Yukon in Canada. Canada obviously is a you know, top mining jurisdiction globally. Jurisdictional risk, in our view, has always been something that's very important. I think today uh, it's never been more important. Right? You look at what's going on around the world, even sort of countries which are notorious and for mining and mining is a part of their backbone are still, you know, are causing, you know, increasing challenges, uh, you know, w w with permitting, etc. You know, this stuff is all very important; needs to be done right. But, you know, at, at a certain point in time, it becomes prohibitive, and you know, and, and what that means is just investor dollars don't want to go there because the risk is too high. And, uh, you know, I think we're very fortunate to be in Canada that doesn't have that uh, situation. And, you know, you don't have to just take my word for it. You know, you have places like the Fraser Institute, which ranks these jurisdictions uh, annually. And the Yukon, I think, is a top 10 jurisdiction for, for many, many years, as far as I can kind of remember. So I think that's a huge uh, thing that investors need to, to look at this, these days when uh, looking to, you know, how, where, how to allocate their investment dollars. And, and we see it in real life. Like, you know, you look at our neighbor is Newmont, the largest mining company in the world that uh, is, is advancing the, the coffee project. That's a multi-million gold deposit, which we're sort of contiguous to on uh, different sides. And that's where we're drilling right now in our Betty property, which I'll get into, which is you know, an extremely exciting project where we had a big dis high grade discovery last year. Uh, but, you know, they've just gotten major sign-offs by all three levels of government to advance that project and that's the federal territorial and first nations governments and now they're moving through the permitting process right so you know these are some of the best operators in the world they've chosen to be there and they've chosen to invest to advance these projects so you know that's further validation of the, the opportunity in that district uh, so that's important the most important is the uh, prospectivity of the geology right so you have an area here that is in this great jurisdiction of Canada, but really has not seen much modern day exploration, right? And that's kind of weird, especially considering that this was the site, our, our property portfolio, which is, you know, massive, you know, by the terms of any junior company, right? We're, you know, almost a million acres, the 350,000 hectares. There are not many companies that have a package that big. And this is basically covering, um, areas which have seen some of the richest and most prolific uh, placer gold uh, production ever right and this all started back in the, you know the late um, 1800s when there's the massive klondike gold rush i think you know people have sort of all seen that in the history books and uh, to this day though there's continued to be placer gold production in these areas and you know even uh you know these are you know, some of the, the most exciting programs on like discovery network with gold rush uh, you know, people's allure to these riches is, is, is strong today. And in that time, there's been recorded 20 million ounces of gold that's literally been found on the surface, right? So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to think that if you have 20 million ounces of gold sitting in the creek beds, that there could be a high probability of much more gold in the hard rock earth below it. 
And that um, thesis is what drew Sean Ryan there. He's our partner. He's, you know, a notor the notorious prospector, winner, multi-time winner, prospector of year awards, you know, New York Times Magazine cover uh, for his accomplishments. And he went there and, you know, with that thesis and, and, and what he, you know, and, he, and what he had done is he has developed an exploration approach, which I think has cracked the code for the district and his work has led to two multi-million ounce discoveries in a very short period of time. And, you know, people ask the question, you know, what is this guy doing? And, you know, why did nobody go before him? And the answer, you know, is actually quite simple. Um, this area of Canada or North America has not been glaciated. So typically what that means is that, you know, there's a lot of soil just covering the bedrock. What that caused was a situation which prevented, you know, prospectors from using their, their standard prospecting uh, techniques, which is basically, you know, you have outcrop when the glaciers come, it acts like a big bulldozer, it peels away all the, all the topsoil and exposes the bedrock. And then in areas like Quebec and, you know, other areas, Ontario and other areas in North America, you prospector, you go by, you see some outcropping rock that looks interesting, you chip it off with your hand, ball peen hammer, and you take it to the lab and you see what the analysis is. But with no outcrop, you can't do that. It's only like 2% outcrop in this part of the Yukon. So Sean said, okay, well, let me figure out a different way to analyze what could be indicative of the bedrock. And he used soil geochemistry. Soil geochemistry, you know, it is complicated, but, you know, and you're not necessarily just looking for gold. There's other pathfinder elements which can, you know, key into mineralized systems. And, and you know, Sean's a, a, he's, he's a data nut and he just researches and researches and researches. And he was able to key into which of these pathfinder elements might be the best indicators. And in doing that over the course of 20 years was able to identify mineralized systems. And then once you find the mineralized system, then you invest to do the more advanced exploration work, the geophysics, and obviously the trenching, drilling. He's proven uh, that his approach is very accurate. And that led to two big discoveries in the district, which are the Golden Saddle deposit, and that was acquired by Kinross for 140 million. And then there was the Coffee deposit, which was acquired by Gold Corp for 540 million. And that was all within a few years of him starting that. So we really believe he's kind of cracked the code uh, for how to identify these mineralized systems. And what he's done in the meantime is basically gone and tied up the entire district where he thinks, you know, the best prospects are for these mineralized systems. And we now own about 30 to 35% of the claims in the district. But what re that really represents is 80% of the known targets in the district based on his work and work done by other companies there over the last you know, 20 years. And that, you know, represents hundreds of millions of dollars of work, including the work we've done. And to have that all in one company is pretty incredible. And the way we view it and the way you know, potential investors can view it is it's like owning an entire camp. Right? It's like if you were able 100 years ago and you know, invest in owning you know, all of the Nevada gold fields or all of Timmins or all of Valdor, you know, that's the type of opportunity we see. We've scratched the surface. Like These discoveries are all from surface. And there's really, to my knowledge, not many places in you know, tier one jurisdictions where discoveries are being made at surface. Right now, if you look at these top mining jurisdictions, you know, they're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, you know, they're finding gold, but that's you know, economically more expensive. Whereas the best place you can find gold is, is close to the surface, and that's what we're doing. And you know, with that success, you, know, you can sort of you know, just continue to dream. Is, you, know, you may have 100 years of new discoveries find, and you know, we own, like I said, 80% of what's known right now, which is you know, this incredible land package, all in one company. So there is just not too many 
companies out there that can, uh, you know, boast, I think, that type of opportunity. And it's not just a thesis anymore. So in the last five or six years, since we've been partnering with Sean and doing the work, we've continued his work. And now we're at the point where we really are able to identify and make the discoveries. That's the drilling phase. And that's where you build the real value for companies and shareholders. And we have now made a number of very interesting new discoveries, two of which we're drilling like right now, literally these months. This is our active time of the year. You know, happy to go into those in more detail. David, that's a heck of an overview. I appreciate that. I want to get into the, some of the projects and the upcoming drill program in just a moment, but can you update us here on the capital structure, shares outstanding, cash on hand, and also the major shareholders? So that's actually a good point. Something else that differentiates us, which I should have uh, mentioned earlier. So our major shareholders are include sort of, you know, probably some of the you know best and most strategic shareholders you can kind of hope for. Two of them are Agnico Eagle and Kinross, you know, two of the best and biggest mining companies in the world. And the way they became shareholders are, you know, it's a great story. Like, you know, once we sort of tied this package up and, you know, basically uh, we figured what, you know, we realized what we had on hand, how excited we were about it. We thought like, you know, major mining companies would you know, be interested in, you know, the major mining companies usually don't get in so early on. We just thought the prospect you know, the opportunities are so incredibly unique that, that, you know, it'd be worthwhile to just have those early conversations. And when we had those conversations, we were blown away. Like all the majors we talked to, like we have a great relationship with a lot of them from, you know, having sold projects in the past, you know, they were all of them interested in, in becoming our partner. And from that group, we chose like Nico, uh, you know, we just felt that the chemistry was so great between them and us. They know how to work in, you know, Northern Canada, uh, you know, technically they're so strong. Uh, so we chose them. So they came in as a, you know, a 20% shareholder in our company. And then um, I mentioned that Kinross had acquired Sean's first discovery, Underworld Deposit, which we now own. And how that happened was we basically said, you know what, guys, we're your neighbor here. We own everything else. We have the team that made your discovery. We think this this area, you know, we're just scratching the surface. You know, do you want to sort of collaborate in some form to continue to advance the district? And where those conversations led to, they said, like, listen, we, you know, you guys are, are the guys that are most knowledgeable in the world here. Why don't we, you know, combine our respective portfolios to create like a super company that basically owns this entire district? And, and that's how that became uh, to be for them to be our other major shareholder corporate. And other than that, it's, uh, you know, Sean Ryan and the Power One Group, you know, we're the initial founding partners. We're, you know, the next largest shareholders to, to those two guys. And then we're very fortunate to have some of, you know, the, the most sophisticated uh, financial institutions, mining investors uh, as investors as well. David, and how about just the, the share? Oh, share account? Account, we're about 150 million shares out right now. And cash, we did financing last year. It closed right at the end of December for $9 million. Um, you know, basically, after we made our discovery on our Betty property of uh, 50 meters of three and a half grams, very close to the surface, you know, the market kind of really reacted well to that. And, um, you know, our partner, Nico, basically said, listen, like we want to top up to own as much money as we can to get it to 19.9%. And so on the backs of that, we did a, like financing about 90 cents. Uh, we raised $9 million, and that was enough to fully fund our exploration program for this year, which is $6 million, you know, pretty active program, especially for a junior, and take us well through into next year. So we're, you know, well cashed up. Financing, you know, assuming there's some good results that come out before the end of the year, do you guys expect to top up on capital, or do you see you're not really going to finance until maybe next year if you had to? Yeah, at this point in time, you know, we'll see what the market does, uh, where things are at. You know, we don't need to finance, which is a great position to be in. And, you know, I'm hopeful we're going to have some spectacular results this year like we did last year. And, you know, 
depending on how things happen, you know, who knows, right? But uh, it's it's not a need, which is a great place to be in. So talk about the Betty property drill program that just started up. Talk about the goals here for this program, and then also just talk about the larger uh, drilling program that you guys are working throughout the end of the season here. Yeah, for sure. So so this Betty property, it's contiguous to Newmont's uh, coffee project, right? That's uh, the one I mentioned, just got permitted, multi-million ounce gold deposit, Sean Ryan Discovery. Uh, our project is right along trend, just to the east and contiguous. Uh, it has six targets um, that we've been working up over the last number of years and has seen a little bit of work from a previous operator. And, you know, these were actually, I think, some of our most highly anticipated targets to drill. Uh, but, you know, they didn't get drilled until last year, uh, for better or worse. And, you know, the reason was, you know, for, you know we just have a lot. To, to look at and you know we have to be can only do so much in a year and we want to make sure when we're drilling we've done all the preparatory work uh that we can to you know try to have the highest probability of success so we, we you know the last couple of years before that we've uh, uh been working with this incredible phd uh, structural geologist uh, uh you know does a lot of the geophysical analysis and you know he's really helped us kind of dial in how we should be drilling it and you know the work they've done obviously is great to be able to pluck you know that discovery hole the way they've done it so, so that property there based on its you know the fact that it's situated on the same coffee creek fault system that hosts the coffee deposit uh you know that that's a great um you know indicator of you know potential continuity and and, and you know gold uh, availability the other sort of interesting you know fact about that property it's contiguous also to you know another enormous deposit that's the casino deposit that's owned by western copper and gold that's like a 20 million ounce uh, gold plus, you know, I think it's 9 billion ton copper gold porphyry project. You know, they just put out their uh, feasibility study, multi-billion dollar project. Uh, so, so we are like truly in elephant country here. There's a lot of geological activity that's going on in this area. And typically, you know, what, you know, when you see those types of deposits in one area, the prospectivity to have additional deposits is, you know, very high. So we really think that, you know, this 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 property, you know, has incredible prospectivity. You know, we've started to show it on the on, on our, our Betty Ford target. That's where we had the big discovery last year, the 50 meters of three and a half grams. That hole there is 100 meters to the east of another discovery hole on that property, which was 50 meters of a, a gram plus. So we've, you know, shown, uh, you know, at least 100 meters of strike there. And this year, what we're doing is now we're looking to extend um, the, the strike area to the east and to the west. And we're currently drilling that uh, right now. So pretty excited to see how that uh, plays out. Um, you know, and, and you know, for, for, for technically, you know, with that type of gold intersection, uh, you know, you usually, you know, the prospectivity of having an economic deposit is, is pretty high. There's, you know, a number of studies out there. So with those types of grand meters, that type of continuous uh, gold distribution, uh, you know, the statistics are certainly in our favor, which is, is a great thing to, uh, to know. And then the other target on that property, which is a six kilometers to the east of the Betty Ford, is called the Mascot. That's actually the largest soil anomaly on the project. And that one there has seen a, a limited amount of uh, drilling from another company about 10 years ago. And, and they there have also had some 
in that historic drill in some very interesting gold intersections, like 40 meters of two plus grams, uh, you know, so, so very, you know, broad zones. There's also been some, uh, you know, high grade, like, you know, 30 plus gram uh, type intersections over more narrow zones. So a real mix of uh, gold uh, mineralization based on, you know, what we're seeing to sort of have that type of, you know, gold mineralization in that structure, we think, again, it's going to be very, um, you know, potential highly prospective. And we're now performing, uh, you know, the Made in Diamond Drill program on that property, right? So to be able to be drilling targets like that yeah, in Canada uh, at surface uh, in this day and age, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I didn't, if I wasn't part of it, I would say that, you know, that's crazy. How can you have that opportunity? But, you know, this company does have that opportunity. So this is, uh, this is, you know, why we're just so excited, right? Like, this is not, this is not grassroots. This is, uh, you know, we have work done that, uh, you know, there's gold there, and now we just got to go figure out, uh, you know, how these systems work, right? And tie it all together to make more deposits. Interesting, and looking forward to seeing more of those results coming out of the Betty property there. How about next advancement plans with Golden Saddle and Arc deposits? Anything yeah. planned out there? So that, that's the other half of our program this year. And actually, I probably failed to mention this. So notwithstanding that we have this incredibly uh, exciting exploration opportunities in this company, we also have, you know, 1.8 million ounces of uh, high-grade gold resources within our company, right? So that, that's a real number, right? There's not many companies uh, with that much, you know, size of a gold deposit, two-plus grams, open pitable. Uh, you know, in this day and age, you know, you, you, quality is king. And, you know, that's about as high quality as you can get to, right? So that's the project we, you know, started with Kinross rolling it in. You know, we were very keen to take it because our team had drilled it and figured there was a lot more uh, uh, low-hanging fruit to, to be had there. And as an exploration company, we want to be doing sort of exploration drilling, not delineation drilling. But we just sort of knew that, you know, we quickly and, and inexpensively we could grow that. So we've grown it from about a million ounce and we bought it to about, a, you know, a little over a million and a half. There was another Sean Ryan Discoveries just 10 kilometers away, which we acquired a few years ago uh, called the VG Deposit. So we're up to about 1.8 million ounces. Um, and then in the last three years, actually, what we've been focusing on is finding more zones of mineralization in a very close proximity to that target, right? Obviously, the best place you, to, to look for gold is near existing gold uh, deposits. And what we keyed in on was uh, about two kilometers to the west, there's a very large uh, gold and arsenic in soil uh, geological trend. We've actually traced it now. It's about six kilometers north-south by about, you know, almost a kilometer east to the west. And that's where we made our Ryan surprise discovery three years ago. You know, we've tapped into a uh, what looks to be a, you know, a sizable potential deposit. We've traced the, the, the mineralized zone now 400 meters uh, strike by 400 meters north-south by 450 meters to depth. And that's really with only a relatively limited amount of drilling done. So we think that that zone is, could certainly um, increase the size of the Golden Saddle and push it north of 2 million ounces. And we've continued to look on that trend. And last year, we made another new discovery about a kilometer south of that uh, on a target called the Yulees, where we drilled 20 meters of seven grams. Again, like that's a pretty spectacular hole. And so this year, what we're going to be doing is um, continuing to step around that high-grade discovery hole there. Uh, we think, you know, you know, any gold that we find there will be accretive to our overall global resources because it's so close to the Golden Saddle deposit. Um, do a couple, a few more holes around the uh, Ryan Surprise. There's some, you know, I think more low-hanging fruit there. Tie it together, maybe be able to add it into a resource come the end of the year. And then there's some interesting uh, anomalies kind of between the two. Even though they're contiguous, there's, you know, a few hundred meters that hasn't been drilled between them. 
but uh, we believe the structure continues between the two targets and see if we can tie it all together, which would you know, be phenomenal if that's the case. If, you know, if it's not, you have the two separate pods, that's uh, fantastic, but if it all ties together, this is incredible. So this is trend has seen hardly no work, the limited amount of work we've done, again, been extremely successful, and we'll also be looking at a number of the other targets on that trend this year. So you know, the opportunity to significantly increase you know, what's already a very sizable deposit uh, significantly is, uh, you know, is kind of at our fingertips. How about the Oli's Ridge? How about those drill results and talk about when you might be doing some work over there? We've done a few holds. We actually started there, like the, the, the diamond drill was there from last year, because that was the last few holes that we drilled. So we started with those. We got five holes done so far this year up there. Those are in the lab waiting for results. We've now moved the drill just recently down to the Betty. That's, you know, obviously it's a, that's a big core of the focus. Want to make sure we get that done early as possible so you know we have the potential to follow up on anything we see later in the season um you know we'll see what the results uh how they come you know we're hitting structure which is good but you gotta wait to see what the labs uh labs come back with and then from there the drill the way the plan is right now the drill will move back up to the ryan surprise to do those other few holes I just mentioned so you know this year the diamond drilling is basically really focused you know i think it, we're, we're really sort of have the opportunity to you know create real you know real value with these holes based on you know them being follow-ups on discoveries uh, and the focus will be on this what we call the ryan's trend which is the ryan surprise and yuli's target and on our those two betty property targets the betty ford and the, and the mascot on that target and talking broadly you know with yukon any comments there with respect to junior M&A activity that you've seen in the area? Well, um, you any, saw that Alexco uh, got bought this week by uh, Hecla, right? So that's a, now another right. major coming into the district in a big way. Uh, you know, we have Rio Tinto is a very significant shareholder of uh, Western Copper Mining. So, you know, you have the, lar the second largest mining company in the world making that investment last year. You have Newmont, the largest gold company in the world there. You have Nico and Kinross, our partners. You have Hecla going and making an acquisition there. So these are, you know, the, the, some of the smartest mining people in the world making significant investments in this district, right? I think as investors, you can uh, put a lot of credence into what they've, you know, they've done their due diligence and, you know, the, and their views on the prospectivity of, of this district. Just speak broadly, any other developments in the Yukon you want to mention? And with that, you know, is anybody knocking on White Gold's door with respect to JVing on any property? Or is there is JVing at this point off limits uh, for White Gold? I think as a district, you know, the it just keeps getting more and more attractive. Uh, you know, we, we have that resource gateway project where, where the governments are funding hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade road systems specifically to support um, mining exploration. So that's unique. Uh, you know, like I met, we just talked about all these majors investing significantly there, you know, the results are continuing to come back uh, very successful. So, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. So, so, you know, from an area to invest in, I think it's one of the best ones out there and, you know, we're thrilled to be there. And yeah, listen, like from interest perspective, uh, yeah, interest is high, right? Uh, you know, we have published 1.8 million ounces of gold. You know, I, I firmly believe it's going to be a lot bigger than that. And that type of a deposit from surface, two plus grams, there's not many of those in the world, right? So that's certainly on a lot of people's radar. Uh, corporately, you know, what do we do with that? Uh, you know, that's a discussion that, you know, the company's evaluating and there's lots of interest. And so, you know, we're gonna figure out what makes gonna make the most sense for the shareholders. Like there's no doubt that this company, you know, probably every, a lot of companies are undervalued, but you know, this company is certainly very undervalued. I think our 
target prices out there are north of two dollars our stocks probably trading around 40 cents and you know why is there so much you know how do you value this company well we have 1.8 million ounces of gold two plus grams like that alone you know we trade if that's the only thing we had in our company we're still trading at a huge discount to our peer group and that's giving zero value to the prospectivity of these other targets like the betty where we're having these discoveries right like the reality is you know white gold is probably four or five different companies in one if we were broken up you know i, I you know i'm pretty confident that the combined market cap would be you know multiples of where we are today right so we just need to you know corporately be able to uh extract that value for the benefit of our shareholders and you know it really is, is you know incredibly undervalued and you know we've got to work to you know get that change and you know, maybe opportunities like this to really explain the company to people will help right it's 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 a it's a it's a company that has a lot going on, but that in reality is the opportunity. You own a district, you have a gold deposit, you have some of the best drill results in, in you know on record in, in an area, right? You have other major uh, deposits that have been discovered in, in the area, like the Betty. That's elephant country, right? You know, you can't ask to be in a better uh, area code than that. You have major mining companies making investments, advancing you know projects to, to production. It, it's, it, you know, I really couldn't ask for a, you know a better set of circumstances. From our internal studies, you know, they don't need $1,800 gold or plus to be economic, right? They're economic at much lower prices. You know, when we did the deals, gold was $1,100, $1, right? And then they were, they looked attractive at that, at those gold prices at much smaller sizes. So, you know, we've really built a lot of value in what we've done in the last few years. Yeah, some good points there. And certainly if you did break it up into different companies, it probably would get a lot more total market cap overall if you combined everything there. But come back to strategy steps. Talk about what you see happening with this company on strategy, say, over the next 18 months. You build the most value, uh, I think, when you make discoveries, right? So we, we, I think we've, we've done that we've, and we're sort of at the point where we you know, pr produce a lot of value on our Golden Saddle, Arc, BG, and that area. So I think that property there is ready to go to the next level. What, you know, what it needs, you know, or what, you know, what the typical progression of a property like that is, is to go to a feasibility. And, you know, our company, that's not what we're built for, right? We're explorationists. So, you know, somebody, whether it's, you know, you know, obviously we have great mine builders as partners, you know, there's other companies that would, you know, I'm sure love to have that type of an asset on their roster, right? For a number of reasons, the size, the grade, the jurisdiction. And, you know, I think that's where that company needs to go, that project needs to go to. So the matter is figuring out, you know, what's the best way to do that, you know, what's going to be in the best interest of the shareholders for creating value. So in the next, yeah, I, I think that's a, a fair timeline, 12 to 18 months, uh, you know, we, we, we want to figure out what that could look like, right? Um, so that would be there. And then, you know, I think that the, our goal is to continue to do that for, you know, decades with, with what we have, you know, in two or three years, the Betty will probably be at that point. You know, point potentially. You know, if, if the drill continue, results continue to be as successful as they have, so we'll have another project with a bunch of ounces, and you know, looking to monetize in some capacity. And hopefully, in the meantime, you know, Newmont's building a mine, or we'll have a mine up and running, and uh, you know, the Golden Saddle will be a mine, and you'll have you know two you'll have two different uh, operations that you know a, a mill and a heap leach. And now with this other million acres we have, any zone of gold mineralization we find with the roadway there, you know, doesn't you know. We're obviously looking for multi-million ounce deposits, but you know, let's say it's only 500,000 ounces. Well, hey, that's fantastic. It's economical. Now it's like any other mining camp. You put it, uh, you know, on a truck and you bring it to one of the facilities. So everything we'll, we find will have the, you know, the value creation potential. So, so we really look to be as ourselves as a project generator, 
um, you know, the Golden Saddle Arc is the first one I think that makes sense to move on. And, you know, we hope to be able to continue to do this for uh, for decades to come. Like, Because like I said, we, I really feel this company represents, you know, the, the ownership of a camp at the early days, like Nevada or, you know, any of these Australian gold fields or places in Canada that I mentioned. And for potential investors who are listening in, David, White Gold stands at about 55 million Canadian market cap. What would you say to those who are listening about the opportunity with this company at this point? Yeah, I would say that, you know, from a risk reward perspective, it's, you know, in my view, one of the you know best opportunities out there, right? Your downside should be protected by the fact that you have you know, 1.8 million ounces of high grade gold deposit, right? That's very unique to have that in any, in any company. Uh, let alone a junior. So you, so you know you have that, right? And then, you know, the, and it, but what this company also provides is significant, and, oh, sorry, just to finish that point, and that's very, very undervalued on its own. And then what, what we also have is this very exciting exploration portfolio. Uh, the work we've done is proving to be successful. I really do feel like we've cracked the code. Uh, we've made significant new discoveries, some of the best drill holes ever in the district in the recent years. So we have that that we're following up on. So, you know, it's, it's not just total wildcatting. Um, but, you know, I think based on the work that we've seen that have led to the discoveries in the district, I think we have the opportunity for many, many more new discoveries as well. So you really sort of have everything here. And, you know, this this is the type of company that has, the, you know, the potential to, you know, really, really increase in value significantly. The best way for investors to reach out to the company? Yeah, listen, we're, we're, we love to talk to our investors or people with interest. You can sort of uh, find our investor email address on our website. I think there's actually a little box there to set up calls and meetings uh, directly. Yeah, reach out to us anytime and uh, you know, we're happy to, happy to do that. David, well, I appreciate the update. Thanks for coming back and best of luck on this uh, current drill campaign and progress at the company. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll be back in short order with some uh, exciting news to talk about.